You're now listening to J House Radio in 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. Wine be the gang and you know them niggas Boot it up, turned up, piped up I'm back, baby, where the love at? I'm back, baby, where the love at? Finally. No kidding. Good God. This, God dang. Shout out to Anchor. You guys need to fix that. You just cost me like an interview yesterday. Almost cost me one today. Good God almighty. Oh, that was frustrating. <laughs> I apologize, bro. But um, welcome to J House Podcast Radio, everyone. This is episode number 95. And we're talking about uh, the dark side news that's coming out today. I warn for uh, I warn all of my viewers. This is the first time I've done this, but I'm warning you. This is about to get raw. There's some real talk here, some frustrating talk, especially among um, very dedicated DC fans. Um, so I'm just warning you guys in advance. This episode is TVMA. You can't handle it. You might not want to listen to it. I don't have a bleeper. Wouldn't know how to do that if I could. So, um, without further ado, what up, Evan? How you doing, man? What's up? Uh, you know, I'm, uh, I should be doing a lot better than I am. Why is that? Well, I told you, you know, when you hear that Darkseid is making his debut, that should be really good news for everybody. Right. But you can't help but think about how much bigger this should be. And I think it's big enough. Really? Yeah. All right, before I go on my rant, I want you to explain to me why you think this is big enough. Here's why. Because I'm I'm, I'm looking at um, what what Zach posted on Vero of Darkseid, and he quotes, Darkseid is coming to HBO Max. Here's why I'm super excited. Number one, and why I think it's big enough, is because there wasn't, like, we look at Thanos in the comics. Can he really get any worse than what we see in the live action? You know what I'm saying? Can we really, do we really see him, you know, getting any better than what he was and any more epic than what he was in the movies. And that was for a worldwide, you know, general uh, audience. So, and this is Marvel plus, you know, you know, Disney we're talking about here. So, you know, the, the family friendly uh, brand has to stay intact. Um, DC and Warner brothers hasn't really crossed that line too much. Um, with their DC properties, unless we're talking about Watchmen or Batman v Superman, which was the only other rated R movie that DC had. Um, Birds of Prey to me didn't even warrant. A, I mean, it was, it was, it was tense, but it wasn't like, you know, I don't, you know, I guess you could give it a rated R, but with dark side, I don't think that having him necessarily, now they could show the movie on a big screen if they wanted to, but I think that having him in the in, on HBO Max will give Zach 
all of the range he needs to do what he needs to do with dark side. Dark side does not need to be filtered. Dark side does not need to be edged down for some kids who might want to watch it, you know, and I'm not interested in, in doing that and having some censored watered down uh, dark side. Like I got a watered down Stefan Wolf, you know what I'm saying? So I'm not interested in that. So I think that this right here is big enough. And the only people that are really hating, you know, this choice are, the Marvel tards and the the people, the anti Snyder people, of course, and they're still talking, you know, because they really can't believe that Dark Side is going to be in this uh, cut of Justice League. So that's why I think it's going to be big. I hear you, man, but I'm trying to keep calm. <laughs> I know, I, I feel you. I really am. Allow me to explain why I'm so pissed off about this. It's because I have to disagree with you when you say that Thanos was sort of watered. Because I feel like the Thanos we got on the big screen was every bit the Thanos in the comics. Because this was a Thanos that we saw straight up snap Loki's neck on in front of God and everybody. Uh, he tortured... Uh, her name slips my mind. Nebula. Yeah, he tortured no. that poor girl relentlessly. He right. fr- he freaking ripped the jewel off Vision's head, killing him instantly. Like no mercy whatsoever, freaking ever. Right. And that Thanos, the way that he was hyped up, the and and not just in Infinity War, but the the teasing they did for him. Hyping him up, all the little cameos he made. The Age of Ultron post credit, right? We not just that, but the Guardians of the Galaxy cameo. Guardians, yeah, everything. It was all pointing towards this dude is the baddest guy in the universe. And when we got him in Infinity War, holy shit, did he deliver? He delivered. I have no complaint about him. My issue when it comes to what I'm getting with Darkseid isn't like, look, I understand the Snyder Cut and the HBO Max. I understand it's the best that we can hope for. And it is a victory at the end of the day. It's a huge victory, and I'm very happy that we're getting it because DC fans deserve something to look forward to and something to be proud of because we've been getting screwed over again and again and again with these shitty DCU movies that we keep getting. (laughs) I mean, I'm not kidding. Like, I'm going all over the place here. But when it comes to Dark Side, for those of y'all who don't know, as much as I love Thanos, he's a Dark Side ripoff. That's what he is. Dark Side mm. came out first, and Thanos is a direct ripoff of him. Thanos is the, in a sense, he is a watered down version of Dark Side. And anybody that's ever read any Dark Side or Thanos comic know how heartless Dark Side really is. Thanos' goal is to wipe out half the galaxy by just vaporizing people. Dark Side's goal is to turn everyone into mindless zombies who does his bidding. Mm. And he's proud of himself. Like he has no soul. And Dark Side being on the big screen. Oh, well, my bad. That's what pisses me off. He's not on the big screen. 
He's not. Right. He's not. Why is he not on the big screen? Because Warner Brothers was so paranoid about playing catch up with Marvel that they couldn't let Zack grieve the loss of his daughter. His own daughter. Are you shitting me? His daughter dies. And rather than saying, you know what, Zach, take some time, man. You know, go grieve for your daughter and we can put this project on hold and then you can come back and do it right. No. What do they do? They don't just get any director to fill in. They get Joss freaking Whedon. Now, allow me to say this. And just in case there's any MCU fans listening, I do do respect Joss Whedon. I'm not going to sit here and say that he's a bad director because I do admire what he did with the Avengers. I do. I respect him as a director. Mm. He's a great director. But you just look at Justice League. It didn't work. It didn't work. It failed so epically. And he gave us a Power Ranger looking villain in Steppenwolf. The whole movie was watered down. It sucked. We could go on a 10-hour rant about this. Yeah. And now, because of that, we can't get Darkseid on the big screen because Warner Brothers was too impatient because they're just... They, they want to play catch-up with Marvel so freaking badly. And here's what pisses me off, too. You know, you mentioned watered-down villains. Warner Brothers has shown me that they have the ability to give us villains that aren't watered down. Hence, mm. any of the three villains in the Dark Knight movies. I think, all, yeah. I think all three of those guys were phenomenal and very dark. I mean, not, not just Heath Ledger, but Bane literally breaking Batman and Ra's al Ghul and Scarecrow in the first movie. Like, those were so intense and so awesome. And what's so frustrating is DC and Warner Brothers has shown me what they can do when they try and when they stick to the source material and let a director do his damn job. But no, right now, because Marvel's making all this money, they think they can just copy what they've done and it's going to work. And I'm thinking, Mm. how stupid can you be? Right. I feel like I'm losing my mind over here. No, I mean you 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 have every you have every right to lose your mind and and I think that that's warranted because they didn't like when we talk about potential terms like and by no way am I complaining about what we're getting now just for the record for people who are listening I'm enjoying the heck out of this and enjoying this W that we're getting with the Snyder cut and getting everything that we deserved. But when we look back at what Warner brothers could have done, not in, not on any of the producers or not on any of the directors, but when we look at what Warner brothers was doing, because at the end of the day, they're the one pulling the strings. You talk about massive potential uh, that they, that they had and they, you know, and like I, I said this in one of our early, one of our other podcasts, Evan, I said that every, you know, franchise has uh, birthing pains and growing pains. You know what I'm saying? For in the eyes of some people, in my eyes, I view Man of Steel and Batman v Superman as two back to back masterpieces. Suicide Squad, not so much. 
wonder but that's because that film was cut off which is you know now david ayers campaigning on social media to get his cut release because it would make a lot more sense than what we got wonder woman was solid but other than that you had a pretty a pretty good cinematic universe starting out minus one movie uh and you you let critics and you let blogs you let rotten tomatoes you let collider you know we're talking about guys who live in their mama's basements you know what i'm saying we're talking about these guys you let these sleaze balls you let all these 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 kids who think that just because marvel makes a lot of money that that's how every franchise you let those kids drive you into avenging the justice league and that one movie just kaputted your whole continuity hole on the big screen. Can't get out of. That's what Justice put them in one you can't get out of. Put them in a hole that they're not going to get out of. And these movies they right. keep releasing, they're, I, mean, I swear to God, I feel like they're decent films, but the frustrating part is they could be way better. They could be way better. Right. Like Aquaman, I didn't hate it. But I, I finished the movie, and I'm like, this is such an unsatisfying movie for me to watch. And then I felt the same way with, with Shazam. The only DCU movie, as far as I'm concerned, that I thought, wow, that was really good, was Wonder Woman. That's it. Now, I mean, and maybe Man of Steel. I did like Man of Steel. That was good, too. But, God. I mean, Jesus <laughs> congratulations Warner Brothers put a quarter in your ass because you played yourself I mean (laughs) I mean but you know look at this you remember we talked on another podcast about how in 2008 Iron Man was the seventh highest grossing film of that year and the Dark Knight was the biggest film of that year you know what that was because Nolan they let him make his movie with Batman Begins, and it was so good. Batman Begins was so good. And it was probably the worst of the three movies, if you had to pick one, but it was still amazing. But then they let him do his thing again with Dark Knight, and oh my God, did he blow everybody away with that movie. I mean, I argue all the time, I think The Dark Knight is the greatest superhero movie that's ever been released in the history of ever. I mean, it was... And Mm. not just because of Heath Ledger. It's because of Aaron Eckhart. It's because of Christian Bale. It's because of Michael Caine, uh, uh, Gary Oldman, Morgan Freeman. I mean, my God, the whole cast and the script was just so beautifully written. And to see movies like that and to know this is what they can make to keep getting these just so shitty films is so frustrating because DC right. fans deserve better than this. This is a right. joke. This is an and like I said, I'm not going to sit here and and say that I'm not happy about the Snyder cut. That I'm not happy about it being released because I am, but I should be way more excited about this because we should be getting this debut on the big screen, not HBO Max. We should be getting this on a big screen and it should be a huge cultural phenomenon. But now I feel like it's just going to be another uh, cult classic movie at best if we're lucky. 
Right. And, and, and the way, the way that it's being shaped is that this is going to be, I'm not, I'm not sure what they're going to do, whether it's going to be multiple movies or whether it's just going to be one, but even if it is just this one justice league movie, maybe it's a, if it's a four hour movie, you know what I'm saying? That gives us everything we want. People are considering that a trilogy. People are considering that, you know, they consider Man of Steel, Batman v Superman, Wonder Woman, and then uh, and then ju- this just the Zack Snyder Justice League. That'll be your four movies. That's a saga to me, just without a uh, five and a six part. But a lot of people would be like, yeah, that's the trilogy. Just complete what Zack Snyder set out to do. And that's it. And I think that that may be where the direction is uh is going. It's it'll just be when we look at it in retrospect, it'll be Man of Steel, Batman v Superman, and Zack Snyder's Justice League. That would be the the Zack Snyder DC trilogy, and then people would go on about that. But it's it's way too early to to sort of tell what they're gonna do or because we don't like I like you said this may end up being a cult classic, and I have no doubt. It's going to be a cult classic. I have no doubt this is going to be a cult classic already. This cult classic is three years overdue. <laughs> so, uh, so once this cult classic hits, we don't know what the impact of it may be for HBO Max. We already know that their subscriptions are going up out the roof because they weren't at first, but now they are simply because of Zack Snyder's Justice League. That's that's that that much is known for sure. They can look at the numbers on that. So depending on the impact of when this thing hits in 2021, if it spawns off sequels and, and makes them want to do like a HBO Max multiverse, you know what I'm saying? I'd be down with that if you're going to continue Zack's DC universe in there. But as far like and, and also, like you said earlier, as far as big screen goes, when they did Justice League, when they did that version and put that out in theaters, that shut the door for them to come back and try to do things Zach's yeah, way. So remember, that shut- Justice League came out after Suicide Squad. So you really wait, my right. bad. I think Wonder Woman was released in between the two. If I'm not mistaken, I think was it? No, Wonder Woman was released after. It was after, after uh, Suicide so- Squad. Suicide Squad was direct sequel to so Batman v Superman. Suicide Squad, Wonder Woman, Justice League. Then okay, Justice I was League. I about yeah. to say they released two back-to-back shitty films, but let me rephrase that. You release one shitty film. Th- release a, 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 a good one. Film because I have no complaints about Wonder Woman. I really don't. I really don't. Heck no. I think Gal Gadot did a fantastic job. I, I like Chris Pine and. I'm actually pretty excited for Wonder Woman 84. Uh, But then you follow it up with Justice League. And like you said, you completely shut the door on yourself because people at at this point, and then you release Birds of Prey. Now, let me say this. In terms of Birds of Prey as a film, I thought it, I think I gave it a a 5.5 or a 6 out of 10. Like it was, it was average. It wasn't special. But I'm in the theater, and then it hit me watching that film. Warner Brothers is just throwing shit at the wall and praying to whatever god they believe in that something sticks. That's what it is. 
And then you, yeah. it's just so frustrating that this is what DC fans are getting. And then we have to look at the MCU and they're pumping out good movie after good movie with this awesome formula that they've gotten. And DC fans are just getting the shaft. And I'm like, and it's so frustrating right. to watch. But I'm going to tell you this, and this is what I think, and you're not going to want to hear this. I think that we might be heading back to a Batman, just a, a Batman universe. That, a centric, a Batman-centric universe. Headed. I really do. Because that right. was the last time DC had any success was when they did that. And that was how many years? That was in 2012 when The Dark Knight Rises came out. So that was eight years ago. That was eight years ago was the last time Warner Brothers knew what the hell they were doing. And that, God. And look, and I've said this a thousand times, I don't go on these rants because I'm an MCU homer. I go on these rants because I'm a DC fan. I, and and it's right. just so frustrating to watch what I've seen happen. And I want to see Warner Brothers turn it around, but it seems to me the only way they can do that is to scrap it and start over. But I don't know if that's possible to do at this point. I man, I don't think it is. They got so many pull, and like you know, you pointed out the the Batman centric universe that they're going back to. Quite honest and. <laughs> I can't like half you, you, you want to talk about half foot in the door, half foot out the door. Um, you want to talk about how the impact of uh, hearing Robert Pattinson being announced as Batman. I did a questionable minute segment on IGTV. I'm like, I don't know how to feel about Robert Pattinson being casted as Batman. I still haven't got my resolution from Ben Affleck being Batman. I didn't get closure to his version of Batman. Just Justice League was not it. That one was not the resolution that I wanted. So like I was it was like, why are you throwing another Batman at us? And we didn't even get the resolution to the one that we were already in. And so that just sort of like confused me. I'm like, so y'all want to go right back to a, a Batman centric universe. You're not soft rebooting. You know what I'm saying? Robert Pattinson's not stepping in the Ben shoes with the Justice League. It's not going down. What are you doing? You're coming out with all these solo films and you're still doing DC. Like, they got too many hands and too many puddles. And I'm like, here's what Jesus here's Christ, what I think you rebooted. Happen. I think they're going to look at the box office numbers and critic reviews when it comes to the movies they release in the future. And I think that if Wonder Woman 84 and Flash and the other DCU movies flop, but Batman or the, the Matt Reeves Batman movie knocks it out of the park and gets great reviews and makes good money at the box office, I definitely feel comfortable saying we'll be right back where we were in 2008. With, with a Batman-centered oh, universe. I mean... Oh, God. But but I you can pray, see I where I'm not. coming from with that and why that would make sense. And and here's the, and here's the crazy thing. I yeah. know I've said this a thousand times. I'm about as big a Batman fan as you're ever going to meet. I'm a, I, I freaking love Batman. I've grown <laughs> up on Batman. I've got, like, Batman comics stacked up about as tall as me. But... 
even I acknowledge yeah. the other great characters in DC, like Flash, Superman, Wonder Woman, who they just they just haven't even tried mm. to give much of a spotlight to. I mean, I, I think that they've tried with Superman. They've tried to give Superman the spotlight. But for whatever reason, they really want it. It seems like they really hope and pray that Batman can save them. But like you said, we didn't even get closure with Ben Affleck's Batman because they gave us a pretty good version of him in Batman v Superman and then gave us Robert Downey Jr. 2.0 in Justice League. In Justice League, yeah. And 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 reportedly even around that, like it was reported that that was when like during Justice League when Joss took over, that was when like Ben was at his worst and he was like when after he had wrote his solo Batman movie script he showed it to one of the DC uh people and they were like this is awesome but if you go through what you just went through as Batman again with uh Joss Whedon on Justice League you're not gonna make it Ben like Ben already had his alcohol problems and things like that stuff that he's dealt with and he's gotten better from now but like he said yeah good on him but he said this he said on justice league he was absolutely horrible it sucked but on batman v superman that was when he was having the most fun with his character and i think he was able to exercise uh a lot of his uh personality into the character of bruce wayne because it bleeds in his performance in batman v superman that's what makes him so great but like you want to turn him to this half happy Robert Downey Jr. type deal, you know, in, in Justice League. And it just it didn't work, man. So, I mean, and props to him now because there's reports that he's probably coming back just in case there's any additional reshoots or anything. They've they've already the dub, the I believe it was the HBO Max head who did an interview recently and they asked him about the budget of Zack Snyder's Justice League. And um, and he was like, man, I wish that it was just 30 million, which is obviously saying that what they're giving Zach to finish uh, his Justice League is way more than 30 million dollars. So uh, it's it's going to be a lot. And if if this is the way that, you know, Zach gets his closure and that we get our closure, so be it. I would rather get this Justice League on HBO Max and then let them scrap whatever they're trying to do in the movies and start all over just as long as we get what Zach was trying to finish in the end. I, I would be fine well, with that. I'm I, not I even going to be mad. That. And real quick on a personal level, I am, I'll be very happy for Zach because, you know, you, you had the actor Steve Kassan on and, and he was talking about, this is a victory for Zach given the, I mean, I, I cannot even imagine the pain Zach went through losing his daughter and then not being given time yeah. to grieve, which me personally hearing that story made me lose a lot of respect for Warner Brothers. And and then for for and then you know yeah, what? I honestly yeah. call Justice League failing like it did. You can call that karma. You that's what you can you can call it karma. Because you, you don't give a man time to grieve for yeah. his daughter and you just throw out a piece of shit and, you know, what what goes around comes around. Yeah. Uh, so. I, yeah. From, from, so I really. From, go ahead. Go ahead. I'm sorry. I, I'll say this. I don't see how the Zack Snyder 
uh, version can be any worse than the Whedon Justice League. Uh, I think that's damn near impossible to do. Um, but I, I just really hope it's good because I think Zach deserves this. Man, I and look, I'm going to look at you right. I'm going to tell you this right now while we're on air. I'm going to guarantee you, Evan, I guarantee it that this will be the greatest Justice League movie you have ever seen. I guarantee it. And I ain't even seen it yet. I guarantee it, bro. I There is no way that this film is going to let you or me down. The only people that this film will let down are, of course, the Marvel fans because they may have their own skewered version of what they think DC is and the the anti-Snyder people, the blogs who said that this cut of the movie didn't exist and they're going to try to poop on it anyway, even when it does come out. They're going to point out, I'm predicting this right now because they, they've done it with it. every uh, movie so far. Eric, you're not predicting anything. Yeah. They're already saying the conversation has already shifted from it doesn't exist to it's going to suck. It, it already has. That's it's going to suck. And look, and that brings up another rant. They're gonna pimp- and, and I'm talking, let me say this real quick, because I saw a post that was kind of funny. It was, um, it was, uh, what's his name? Jim from The Office. And it was a picture, and he was like him sitting by a post oh, and yeah. said, we never hated Billie Eilish. We hated her fans. And that's exactly how I feel about the MCU. Because I have, no- I have nothing but praise <laughs> and admiration and just so much respect for the MCU. And I, I acknowledge what they've pulled off. Right. The biggest thing in cinematic history. It's become bigger than Star Wars. It's right. become bigger than Harry Potter, Lord of the Rings, the MCU, the box office numbers are there. It is the biggest cultural phenomenon in the history of cinema. It's insane what they pulled off. However, where I get pissed yeah. off is where you have the fans, like you say, of the MCU who have convinced themselves that the MCU's way of making movies is the only way to have these comedic right. uh, heroes jokes every five minutes. But even in the MCU, I feel like they've gone uh, with some darker tones in their movies. I look at uh, Black Panther, which which I think I told you that was the prime right. example of a movie that was highly political gone right. Like that um, – and then with Civil War, mm-hmm. that was another film that really pulled at my heartstrings uh, because you could feel the pain in, in Iron Man's voice not wanting to fight Cap. But Cap was so, you know, Cap had reasons of his own. Uh, but I just don't understand yeah. for the life. I, I feel like the whole idea of DC versus Marvel is an absolutely ridiculous argument because. Because I've never looked at exactly. one and said that one is inherently better than the other. All I've ever said is that, that I prefer yeah. DC Comics to Marvel Comics. But that, but that's not me crapping on Marvel or right. disrespecting Marvel. I'm, I'm I mean, right? It's just saying which one you like. I love, and then there's DC heroes who I think are lame. I mean. 
it goes both ways. But right. these MCU people out there, and it's not everybody, but some of these MCU people are just toxic. They're, they, and I can't figure right. out so, for the life of me why the Snyder Cut being released bothers them so much that they feel the need to comment on every Snyder post and troll. I'm, think, I'm thinking, have you nothing better to do right. with your life? Right. So so would you say this? Would you would you agree with this statement that instead of like this era that we've been living in of superhero films, would you agree that this was supposed to be the time where both sides could eat, where Marvel and DC could have both dominated the market and made so much money because you have so many fans that love both companies and uh and just, you know, like I said, it would have made them a lot of money. But instead, it got turned into a culture war by, you know, pro MCU fans and biased media. I would say, would you agree with that statement that, that it, it turned a into a culture war? When it comes to them eating, I think it has a lot more to do with the fact that Dis- that one of them is owned by Disney and one of them is owned by Warner Brothers. Warner Brothers is a very respectable film uh, uh, production company, but th- but they they don't even mm. have a fraction of the revenue that Disney has. Disney has so much money that they can market these films 24 seven. They can cram them down your throats. You can't get away from them everywhere. You look, there's a new advertisement for, for a, a Marvel movie. And yeah. I think that's propelled them a lot because Warner brothers just doesn't have the revenue to keep up with something like that. Um, but I do agree with you that I think toxic fandom has turned this into a culture war because I've grown up my whole life loving Marvel and Disney. Uh, I don't understand the people right. who feel the need to pick one or the other. Uh, in fact, I mean, I'll go this far. Uh, although Batman is my favorite hero, if I had to pick which company has an overall better selection of characters i might have to give the edge to marvel uh because they have a bunch of amazing characters um but again that's just my personal opinion right but in today's world it seems like every i feel like we all think tribally like you pick a side this is your side and you defend it no matter what pick a side and it's and it's really toxic right and it is. It's very toxic. I'm like, I agree. I agree with you on that 100%. I think you hit that right on the head. Um, I was, I was, I was in the cut and you know how much of a pro Snyder fan I am, but you also know that about me, that, um, that bias, that not bias per se, but that love for Snyder's work doesn't interfere with me, you know, with looking at Marvel's projects in a fair light. Now, and I've already expressed to so many people, yeah, I have my disagreements with some of the MCU films. You know, I have my, of course, I have my disdain for some of them. And, you know, because I'm, I like the comics and I like the way the comics do them, but you know, the MCU is sort of a little lighter in tone, but other than that, I was in the cut when, uh, when uh, infinity war, 
came out. I was in the cut when Endgame came out, and I went in full. I went in full Spider-Man costume for Endgame, and I had a great time during the end of that movie in the third act. Looking at that movie and seeing Cap and all the uh, Marvel characters come together against Thanos, in that moment, I thought to myself, I was like, "This is awesome," and nobody can be mad. You, you and nobody I can be mad. You know what I'm saying? Like well, praising Endgame. We did a whole one exactly. hour segment where we did nothing but praise Endgame because. I mean, like I said, it is the right. biggest cultural phenomenon in the history history of ever. It has it's eclipsed everything. Right. And I mean, there are some MCU movies that I don't necessarily care for, like the Guardians of the Galaxy, uh, the second one, the first two Thor movies. But in my humble opinion, I don't think the MCU has ever given me a movie that I just straight up hated. I've been I've been very impressed with the consistency mm. whereas DC it seems like they're only capable of releasing movies that are really good or really bad and there's really not much of an in between except maybe Aquaman mm. that one might yeah. be in the in between and Yeah, I got some I got some holes I like to rip in Aquaman sometimes but you you thought you you spoke on you you're right about that and you spoke on how people think tribally you know I'm looking at even people within my own fandom people within the Snyder Cut fandom some of them bash Marvel and Disney and I'm like it's not Disney's fault that they stuck to their formula and they handled their business whether people liked it or not they just did what it was and it turned out to become what it became and. There's nothing you can do about that. It wasn't them. It was their fans. I don't get mad if Alabama blows yeah, out Auburn. I mean, yeah, I do. <laughs> but, like, I do. But, listen, I do get mad. But, like, at the end of the day, it was two teams on the field and two coaches. And if the better team wins, the better team wins. You just got to give respect no matter the rivalry. I can't look at, you know what I'm saying? It's not it's not even Alabama that I would hate, more so the fans. And I, I think a lot that. of people say that, but it's just an analogy. It's more so the fans that make you hate Alabama more than the team itself. I don't hate Nick Saban or them. I do hate the I'll fans, though, because the fans like, are what make I you hate Alabama. I feel the same way about and, LSU, because watching the Bama-LSU game last year, as a Bama fan, it hurt to watch. But at the end of the day, all I could do was give mad props to Joe Burrow and that team. I'm like, you know what? I, I can't yeah. be too mad because Joe Burrow freaking balled out and went on to the college football playoff and absolutely destroyed Oklahoma's will to live and then did the same thing to Clemson. So I can't hate, <laughs> but it's the LSU fans that make me want right. to put so my head through a wall. Right. So let's so let's apply that same football stigma for those who don't speak football language. Let's apply that same thing to to Marvel and DC. I I'm, I'm looking at my own fandom like, what are y'all mad at Disney and Marvel um, and Marvel for? What y'all mad for? They did what they had to do. The fans are what make you hate Marvel because they're such sheep 
and they eat up everything that Marvel puts out without so much as a thought of rebellion. They they wouldn't dare speak on how bad you know a MCU movie could have been. They wouldn't dare do it because they just eat all of it up. And I think it's more so them that make me mad about the MCU more than the MCU does. You know what I'm saying? Because it's film, and film is subjective to the viewer. And so it, it all comes down to what the viewer thinks, and they all think the same thing, the MCU fandom. They all think the same thing. Oh, Martin Scorsese sucks. <laughs> he could never direct anything as good as the MCU. Boy, <laughs> boy, <laughs> boy, you better... Uh, I, that's what I t- I'll be looking at these boys like, boy, y'all better Martin shut Scorsese up trying to talk to Martin Scorsese, bro. Y'all are y'all in lock y'all mind. The only other director who I can put in the Scorsese definitely is Spielberg, and that's about it. That's a that's about where the list ends. Yeah, they're my top they're in my two. top five Scorsese for sure. I know that them two. Are- to me, they stand head and shoulders above everybody mm. else, but that's a conversation for another day. Uh, but like I've been saying, though, man, yeah. like, I want—I don't want to see Marvel fail. I want to see Marvel do good because I love watching people wear superhero T-shirts and nerd out. I think that's awesome. But what frustrates me are the MCU yeah. fans who just want to crap all over Marvel or uh, DC. I can't figure it out for the yeah. life of me. They, for the life of me, I'm like, y'all been winning. They've been winning for ten years I, straight. They've been winning when it comes <laughs> for that, almost a decade. I will say this though, when it comes to the battle of the TV shows, I feel like DC might have the edge on that one. And it's at this point. Wait, are we are we mm-hmm. talking Arrowverse DC TV or I think uh, well the what? Arrowverse is kind of gone oh, Lord. in recent seasons, but the first I thought the first three seasons of Arrow and the first two seasons of Flash were amazing, and then I thought that the first two Phenomenal. seasons of Absolutely. Gotham were really good, especially season two. But then Gotham just kind of went off the rails and they couldn't figure out if they wanted to make it like a law and order Gotham or a kid Batman show. And it, it just kind of went all over the place. Mm. But in terms of video games, I definitely feel right, like right. DC has owned that market. Cause you've, cause you've got injustice. That's DC all the way. Which, yeah. Phenomenal story. And then you've got Arkham. Now, now we'll give Marvel this. They've recently, <laughs> yeah, got thrown themselves back in it with that Spider-Man game that I personally haven't played yet because I have an Xbox, but I've heard nothing but amazing reviews about that game. Yeah. It it, it looks... I haven't played it yet, but I've watched gameplay of it. Gotta switch over (laughs) to the PlayStation side, man. Switch over. I'll I'll say this about PlayStation over... like I only have an Xbox One because I grew up on Xbox. But I'll I'll give PlayStation this. It seems to me yeah. like, with the exception of Halo, PlayStation seems to have way better exclusive games. I'll be trying to tell everybody that. I'll be like, bro, the exclusives themselves, you can't mess with them. Yeah. You can't. 
but yeah, that's a gaming thing. I gotta let people do what they want to do. But overall, to get the back to the of initial a, out of a gamer, so of this conversation. Here's my main point. Now that I've calmed down and hmm. I managed to, and I I can say this in a calmer tone now because I'm I'm calmer than I was when we started. I'm very happy yeah. for Zack Snyder on, on a personal level that he's getting his movie because he deserves it. And the poor guy went through hell losing his dog. That is just something that no human being should ever have to go through. I think that's just awful. And yeah. it's so heartbreaking that DC yeah. or that Warner Brothers just said, well, you know, we still got to get this movie out anyway. And they they used it as an opportunity to put push their way into doing mm-hmm. what they wanted to do. But and now Dark Side yeah. is coming out, and I guess my whole life I've always dreamed about seeing Dark Side on the big screen, and and to know that that was mm-hmm. the plan, that was Zack Snyder's plan, and to see that right. not happen, like. We're getting him on, on the silver screen, which, you know, great. That's better than nothing. Uh, but Zack Snyder deserved better than this. He deserved the he deserved his big screen Justice League. He deserved it. Well, 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 let's look at it this way. I mean, this is this is a movie. You know what I'm saying? The only difference is that it won't be put in theaters, which I can understand why that sucks. But at the same time, let's look at the the streaming game and where the streaming game has gone. Have we not been able to get more raw and epic stories, uncensored stories, uh, you know, true full artwork stories on streaming platforms as opposed to movies? You know, we look at we look at Game of Thrones, just just for example, despite what people may think about the overall legacy in season eight, those that final season eight was like the most expensive in history. And the whole thing was like a movie. It just played out in like six episodes. So like Game of Thrones was a whole movie, but it was just put in on TV streaming, you know, form. So I. I would say that, you know, and like I said, I know we won't get the pageantry of, uh, you know, getting dressed, you know, getting hyped, you know, to get ready to go to the movies, to go to a theater, you know, and all the all the things that we enjoy about being in theaters that we miss about being uh, in the theaters. I pray to God they open back up soon, but um, we won't get all that pageantry, but we will get a movie, a full-scale epic movie, nonetheless, I would say, and I think that's the positivity that we could take out of out of the whole situation. I hate that they robbed us of the grandeur of going to the movies, but, you know, hey, at least we're getting a movie. I'm mm-hmm. happy about that. Well, man, I got to say, it's always great to be on here. Always, bro. Always, always, man. But uh, yeah, thank you guys for tuning in to J House Podcast Radio. You can follow me on Instagram at jhouse underscore comics. Follow Evan at double E19. Always a pleasure having you on, bro. Thank you so freaking much oh, man, for, uh, have, for uh, being on with me today.
All right, man. You guys take it easy. Thank, Thank you, for, you joining. for joining. This, this has been, been another, another edition of J House Radio. Radio.